Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. Super excited for this week's episode per usual. Nothing new here. I always say that because I am generally speaking always excited for the podcast episodes. So this week we're going to be talking about feeling lost in your 20s, um, having like career crisis in your 20s, or just overall being confused about like your career and what you're doing with your life in your 20s. Because I think that this is a very prevalent feeling that all of us experience at one time or another, Um, some of us sooner rather than later. Um, Some of us may not really experience it at all. But I think it is definitely talked about. But I think that like, talking about dealing with the feelings of it isn't talked about a lot. Like it's very well known and understood that people tend to struggle and go through like a little bit of an identity crisis and career crisis in their 20s just because it's like their first exposure of them starting their career. But nobody really talks about sorting through those feelings and kind of just how to, you know, work through them, I guess you could say. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that, but I'm going to, the way the episode is going to be structured, I'm going to start with sort of almost just rummaging through my brain and the way I feel right now, because I think sharing how I'm feeling in terms of like my career and like the struggles I've been facing opens up well and and like flows well into me sharing how to like actually deal with the feelings and it'll just give you all some perspective of how I deal with it and I can also just I don't know let you all know how I'm feeling and maybe that'll make you feel less alone and maybe hearing it will help you put your thoughts and your feelings into words so that you can better communicate them to other people because I find that a lot of times when I'm listening to podcasts or maybe I see something on TikTok or I see a quote on Pinterest or something And when I hear those things or read those things, it just puts my thoughts into words. And sometimes that's so helpful for me to identify what I'm feeling. Because sometimes you're feeling things, but you truly haven't identified them yet. So it feels really scary and hard to like work through those feelings and thoughts when they just feel really overwhelming because you haven't been able to like actually identify them and articulate them. And obviously it's really hard to, you know, communicate with the people you trust about those hard feelings if you haven't been able to identify and like actually articulate them yet. So hopefully this episode will be helpful in that sense. And I don't know, I just felt like I really needed to talk about this. And like last week I mentioned that I had another episode planned, but like it didn't feel complete. And that was this episode. Like I thought I was going to do this episode last week, but I was like, I just need to like put more time and effort into planning it. Like I had already like really put a lot down for it, but I just like wanted more tangible steps for working through these feelings because I don't want to just come here totally brain dump and then not give you all any tips and like things that I'm doing to help me through it. So I wanted to make sure I had like a collective amount of tips and things that will help you sort through these feelings and then all of those will be sort of like at the end of the episode. So without further ado, let's get started. I'm going to start off with the quote goal and gratitude as usual. My quote this week is from Pinterest and And I just thought it was really relevant for this week's episode. And it's from, it's a screenshot of a tweet from Stephen Bartlett on Twitter. And it says, to get from a miserable place to a happy place, you have to be brave enough to travel through a scary, vulnerable, lonely place called uncertainty. Having the courage to choose uncertainty over certain misery is a happiness decision that will transform your life. And you'll see like why I think this is just like really good for this week's episode as we get into it. But I've never really thought of... 
how that could be so transformative, I guess, um, having the courage to choose being uncertain and like not really have an idea of what's going on instead of choosing a very specific misery that like you're experiencing um, can do great things for you. But a lot of times I think we look at uncertainty as something that's really scary and it means that you're not like being successful or you're not doing anything right. And we look at uncertainty that way and uncertainty is scary. So we tend to, you know, shy away from it and do anything we can to not embrace it. But I think that this quote kind of helps you reframe your mindset and think, you know, maybe I should have the courage to just embrace uncertainty because it's better to embrace some uncertainty than it is to cling on to things that we're certain about that aren't even providing us anything good. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Just really like the quote. It was very insightful. So I really liked that. And then my goal for this week is to get my clothes tailored and hemmed and take it in all that good stuff I meant to do it this weekend and time just got away from me I've had the work a bit this weekend so I just haven't really had the chance to make sure I get everything I want to get like pulled out of my drawers and on my closet to get taken in and hemmed and tailored and I just don't want to forget anything because I feel like it would be so annoying to take stuff and then like forget about like one pair of pants that I really wanted hemmed or something you know and I need to get all that stuff together and I want to do it next Saturday. I just really want to do it before summer gets here because after I went on like a date night last weekend with my boyfriend, I realized like how much I want to just like seize the spring and summer because coming out of busy season, like I just feel like I want to go absolutely wild in terms of just doing new things, not go wild in terms of like staying out late and partying and drinking I I don't really have a desire to do that more so of just like I just feel this like feral urge to (laughs) go out in the sunshine and just I don't know have dinners outside at new places and go to like parks and I don't know just do all this stuff and like actually get ready to do things I'm not always in the mood to do that but like I just feel the urge to do all that and I think it's just the new season, the weather getting warmer. It's just making me feel just so antsy inside about doing all that. And I'm like, I need my clothes to fit because I have such a hard time getting dressed every time I do have to get dressed because it's like I can't, so many of my clothes just don't fit me right. So it's really hard to get dressed and like want to do those things and feel confident in what I'm wearing when you know, I actually have plans and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get dressed and then nothing really fits me right. So I want to do that. And I also want to do it because I will be traveling a little bit this summer, not really going anywhere I haven't been before or anything. It's literally like me going home and then me visiting friends, um, in their cities that I've already been to. So I do need to plan like an actual vacation and trip. I also want to do that, but that's kind of what I'll be doing this summer. And I like want my clothes to fit before I start doing those things. Cause I think I will feel inclined to purchase new stuff if I don't get my clothes um, tailored first because I'm going to be like, oh, well, this stuff doesn't fit me, so I can't wear it on this trip home or I can't wear it to go visit this friend. So then I'm going to feel like I need to buy new stuff when really I have stuff I haven't even really worn because it doesn't fit me right. So I'd rather not spend the money and just be able to save that money and like wear the things that I actually do have. So yeah, that's that. Um, But I definitely am planning on doing it Saturday. As long as I don't have to work, which I will be very upset if I have to work on Saturday because it's my boyfriend's birthday and my birthday is on Sunday. So yeah, my birthday's on Easter Sunday and it's also the day before, you know, tax day this year, which is just so annoying. I wish they would have done move tax day up, which I know that they probably don't 
ever want to move tax day up. If anything, they're always going to push it back. But I wish they would have moved it up because I hate that it's literally the day after Easter and also the day after my birthday, of course. But um, fingers crossed (laughs) that won't be the case next weekend because that would be very annoying. But one more week. I think that's also why I feel like wild on the inside because I'm like, okay, all I've known since I started work is long hours, having to always be available and just chaos. And I'm so excited to for things to like not be that way. And things kind of have slowed down in the last month, but I feel like in the last like week or two, things have like picked back up a little bit. So I'm just like, I need this to be done because I'm tired. But anyways, my gratitude for this week, I am really thankful for myself on Friday night. This is very, it's a very random thing to be grateful for. But it was the first thing that came ahead when I asked myself, I was like, what am I grateful for today? And I was like, you know what? I'm very grateful for my Friday night self because I was exhausted on Friday. Um, I went to Austin overnight, Thursday night, for a recruiting trip for work. And um, I got there like 4.30 on Thursday. Um, Was pretty much like doing recruiting related stuff from like 5 to like 8-ish, I think. And then we just went to like a dinner in Austin. And then after the dinner from like 8 to 11, I like hung out with the other people that we went to like a bar in Austin. We went to the Austin proper hotel, I think is what it was called. The bar, the cocktail bar at the bottom. It was really, really nice and cool. But we went there and just like hung out like the, those of us who went on the trip. And then, so I went to bed at like 1130, which I never go to bed that late during the work week, unless I'm like working that late. Um, and I hadn't had the work that late. The latest I that had to work in like the last two or three weeks has been like 10 o'clock. And so I was like exhausted because I woke up Friday morning and I was like I want to get up early and get back home so I don't have to work late Friday night so I can I'm really only missing like an hour of my day because of commuting back home so I got up kind of early at like 6 30 drove back home to Houston on Friday and then I worked until like I don't know seven ish and then at like seven I seven or eight, I got off work, cooked dinner. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start cleaning because I don't want to take up my Saturday and Sunday because I knew the weather was going to be nice. And I was like, I don't want to have to spend hours of my day, Saturday and Sunday, especially because I knew I would have to work this weekend having to clean like in my free time. So I like went ahead and dusted and, um, cleaned the kitchen, which are two of like more of the time consuming things. And then my boyfriend always does the floors, So that was like the most time consuming part of my end. And then Saturday morning, yesterday, I just had to clean the bathroom. And it was just, like, so nice that I only had to do, like, a tiny bit of cleaning yesterday. And then my boyfriend did the floors yesterday. And then our cleaning was done, like, Saturday morning. But I think what I'm going to start doing, as long as I don't have plans Friday night, I think I'm going to, like, do most of my cleaning, even if it's not a full-on clean. I'm just going to, like, dust and clean the bathroom and kitchen every Friday night because it took me, like, probably an hour, hour and a half. And do that and maybe do laundry all day on Friday as I'm working too from home so that on the weekends I don't have to like take time out of my Saturday and Sunday to do that so that's like a little response to my cleaning dilemma I think that the Friday night clean might be a move for me um but I just had this like despite being really tired from like traveling and everything and like then having to work all day I was just like I need to get this done I was like I have this urge and this energy to get it done and I'm also thankful because I edited an entire video Friday night and that was really nice because I didn't have to do that yesterday or today. So it allowed me some free time yesterday that I wouldn't have otherwise had to have to myself um, before my work came in. So I'm very thankful for that and that version of myself last on Friday night that was just 
feeling super productive despite being really tired. And that's what I have to do. Like anytime I like get that urge to do things, I just got to like stop what I'm doing and, you know, clean if that's what I get the urge to do on like a Friday night or Saturday or Sunday. Like I need to do it right then and there because that feeling does not usually last very long. Um, Okay. Anyways, let's get into the episode because we've got quite a bit to go through y'all. And the whole reason this episode even came to mind was because of my therapy session that I had um, not this past Friday. I'm recording this on the day before the episode comes out, but two Fridays ago, I had this therapy session. It was my second one and it went really well. And we just talked about like my career basically and like how I'm feeling right now with my current job and just like where ideally like I'd like to be and like all this kind of stuff. And that was what like the whole session was about, which I wasn't anticipating. And I think I talked about this last week, but that's just what it happened to be about. And it's the inspiration for this episode, which it's funny because I feel like my therapy sessions are for the most, not all of them, obviously, but like some of them, I, the insight I get, I'm just going to like take it, put it in my pocket and then bring it to the podcast to share with you all. And that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and granted, like when I was in that session, um, in my last session, I didn't necessarily get any like tangible how to steps out of it, but I did. Um, it was productive in the sense of like, I don't feel as stuck anymore, like, and I just feel better about, like, where I'm at and, like, where I'm going to be going, I guess, and um, I don't know. I just, I, so a lot of, like, the tips are more so things that I just kind of thought they aren't necessarily straight from my therapy session that, like, my therapist told me. The tips at the end are mainly going to be, like, things that I've brainstormed since that therapy session, like, okay, this is going to help me um, sort through these feelings, so let's get into it. But I feel like a lot of career like struggles and everything in your 20s stem from the way we think. And what I mean by that is finding like a balance between short-term and long-term thinking. Because if you're super short-term focused, you may be like really impulsive with decisions surrounding your career Um, and like the way maybe you spend your money, you may be like more impulsive and then like long-term, I feel like, you know, you're normally more methodical, like you're a lot more cautious and less prone to like taking risks. And I think that depending on the type of person you are and how you tend to like think, whether that's, you know, a very like present tense thinker or a very like future based thinker, I think that impacts a lot of the feelings you may have when you're feeling lost in your career in your 20s. And I don't think anyone can ever really achieve the perfect balance of keeping the two in mind when making decisions, especially like around your career. And I think you primarily, in my opinion, you would want to be more present-minded, but like keeping the future like in the back of your mind. Like you want primarily your current self to be priority and then, you know, keeping mind of your future self instead of having your future self be main priority and your current self being in the, you know, backseat. But it's hard because being too future focused keeps you from, you know, achieving and being all that you can in the present, but then you don't want to be so present focused at the expense of your future. And this is what I really struggle with. When I think short term, I feel like I have endless opportunities and possibilities and I honestly have a little bit of a nothing is impossible type of mindset and I just feel like I'm much more courageous and brave when 
I think short term. And then the second I think of my future, my future self, like my future life, family, whatever, and I get the future back in the picture, the hypotheticals and my imagination just start to kind of disappear. And I just start to get in much more of a realist mindset to where I'm not really having that like dreamer mentality and I'm not really feeling like taking risks or jumping at like opportunities. And it's hard because it's like, how do I keep my future in mind while still maintaining that courage and bravery of my present minded self? And it's like I subconsciously know I'm holding myself back, but how do I know I won't be screwing up my future by deciding to not hold myself back anymore? And that's a hard thing. I can't know. Like, I'm never going to know in a moment that, you know, I'm not screwing up my future self. Like, you just have to, like, literally make decisions, take risks, and, like, act And as you do those things, that's how you get the answers. Like you literally will not get answers if you don't do any of those things. And I just have to do, and that's scary. (laughs) One of the scariest things about life, especially in your 20s, when you're going through so many different lifestyles, is the realization that you have to just literally take action in order to get answers to all of the little what ifs and curiosities and questions you have in your head. And you will literally never get those answers if you just let everything remain a thought, which is what I feel like a lot of us do. You know, we were like, oh, like I'd love to do this or I wish I could do this. I want to start doing this. And we just let it remain a thought and we never take action on it. And I'm very equally scared of one, looking back on my life years from now and wishing I would have had the courage to do or even just try certain things. And two, I'm equally scared of the risk of making scarier and hard decisions now and then failing, which causes me to end up struggling somehow in the future, whether that's financially, mentally, or emotionally. But I guess the issue with the latter fear is a result of me not believing in myself and having enough confidence to make decisions and to like feel confident in my decision making skills and like trust myself to make decisions which is my own problem and if I truly believed in myself I would know that it's okay if I do fail and it just means that I have to get back up and try again because in my head I always tell myself it's better to try and fail than to not try at all but I can sit here and tell myself that all day long but it's like how often do I actually believe that you know like I, I feel like there are so many things in life that I tell myself and I repeat in my head, but I think I don't, deep down, I don't truly, truly believe what I'm telling myself, which causes an issue because then I'm like, oh, I thought that, you know, I was confident and I could like, I trusted myself and it's like, I'm telling myself that, but I don't really believe it. How do I get myself to actually believe that, you know, and that's something I have to work through, but I truly do believe that the only true failure is not trying at all. And I don't know, that's just a problem I have where I can give advice and be super aware, self-aware of things and say I think of things a certain way and like feel certain ways, but deep down I just don't actually believe it, which causes problems. And what I'm the reason I'm saying all of this, I know that you're probably like, how does this relate to like, you know, my career? It's like, you know, when you're in your twenties and you may feel a little uncertain about your career, you don't really know if you like what you're doing, you may want to try something else or 
you're just doing something right now to pay the bills and you just know it's not going to be like sustainable for you mentally and emotionally in the long run. I totally feel you. And you have like all these ideas floating around in your head of things you could do, or maybe you have no ideas floating through your head at all and you just feel completely lost and have no idea what you want to do. And I totally get both sides of that. Me saying all of that was more so of saying, you know, if you're feeling, you know, drawn to like something specific or you're wanting to try something, you know, you're never going to know the answer of whether or not that's something you can do as either a career or a hobby or whatever you want to do with it until you try and until you take action. And I'm sure a lot of you have like gone through that same dilemma of, you know, oh, like short term me like wants to do this, but like, I don't really know how sustainable it is in the long run. I don't know if it's going to like be able to support a family in the long run. Like, you know, you just have all these, you could, a lot of times you consider these things when you're making decisions and maybe you don't, maybe you don't ever consider your future self when you make decisions. But for those of you that do finding that balance of, you know, making decisions and like actually being able to take action and make decisions instead of just being so paralyzed by, the fear of failing or the fear of things not working out. You just need to make decisions so you can figure that stuff out. But I think that it's really hard to have these feelings because you just don't really know what to do with them. But I'm here to tell you that like you do need to start acting um, little by little, like just taking one step at a time and just like act on something. Even if it's not like something super uh, really really big decision like completely changing your career or going back to school or quitting your job I'm not necessarily saying you need to act and make decisions like that I'm saying you need to like get your feet wet and start like trying those things and just like dabbling in them like you don't have to just make this really impulsive like huge decision that's going to completely change your life but you can start acting by taking small steps I think a lot of times we think it's you know a big decision we have to make but not necessarily the case But with me saying all of this and me being confused about my career in my 20s, I don't want anyone to think I'm like quitting my job or giving up on my career. (laughs) I'm just having a hard time determining whether the tough times I'm having are growing pains of adjusting to this being my life or whether the tough times I'm having are true unhappiness. And one day, you know, I'm like, oh, this job and career isn't bad at all. I could see myself doing this for, you know, a little while, probably not the rest of my life, but like a little while. And then the next day I'll feel like I can't even take one more minute of my job without just like absolutely losing my mind. And it just makes me feel crazy for lack of like a better way to describe it because I just have like this really wild roller coaster range of emotions. And it's just so situational and based off of like the teams I'm working with, what the work's like. And, you know, I don't know. And like so much of the job is just like dependent on that. And like my feelings are dependent on that or my feelings for the job are dependent on that as well. And it's just hard. And I struggle a lot too, because I feel like bound to my career and that like, I can't ever leave it. And I think a lot of people kind of feel this way too, because, you know, you feel like it's just like a sunk cost and you just like but that or you don't feel like it's sunk cost you don't think of it that way it's more so of you know you're like oh I invested all of this you know time and energy into my degree and it's like okay well it's like a sunk cost like you're not gonna ever get that money back it's just kind of like you gotta accept that like that's what you did but that doesn't just because that your degree says whatever on it and just because you know 
your the job you have now has whatever title that doesn't mean that you are stuck to doing that the rest of your life but I think so many of us feel like just because that's what our education is or that's what our you know job title says now that means that we can't have whatever other job title or career and that's not the case at all because you can always you know make shifts and pivot and get experience otherwise and figure things out but that's what I struggle with. I feel so bound to my career because I put so much time and effort into getting, you know, my degree, but also like my CPA license, which is what I think of more. It's not so much my degree that I feel bound to from school. It's more so like I spent six months of my life studying full time for my CPA license and I need a year of experience, like working hours to actually have the license. And I don't think I would ever forgive myself if I like gave up and I never finished out getting the hours after putting in that much time of my life fully devoted to passing the exams. So of course I'm, you know, sticking things out to at minimum get my license because I worked so hard for it. And, you know, I haven't even scratched the surface and seen everything I've like wanted to within tax, but it's just sad because I worked so hard and just did so much to get to where I am now and I like look back and I'm like I did all of that work for this and it just is like a very disheartening feeling and I just feel very uncertain about the career overall and I don't know it's just really hard like thinking like wow like I worked so hard in high school so I could get a good job or get into a good college and then work so hard in college so I could um you know, get the job I was like supposed to get that everybody was, you know, telling you or not everybody's telling you, but like people are like, oh, go, go big four, go big four. You know, like everybody says that with counting and, you know, I did all of that. And now I like look back and I'm like, I ran myself into the ground and I'm still running myself into the ground for this. Like, and it's hard because I know that this is, this job and this career is very much so something that requires a lot of patience because, you don't get, you know, like great pay starting out. The hours really suck starting out. Like you're literally just as an entry level accountant, like you're literally just, you know, like cheap labor for a firm. And it's just hard to keep the future in mind when the present is just so, so tough. And um, it just requires a lot of patience to keep your future self in mind and everything. But it's like you can only tell yourself oh like it's it's good for my future so much because if you're like really really struggling you know you don't need to like put yourself through the mental and emotional like exhaustion and taxation on yourself if it's truly like affecting you that affecting you that much just for the sake of it you know getting better in the future because a lot of things can get better in the future that's not the one and only thing that's going to provide you your definition or whoever's definition of success in the future you know what I mean and I don't know if anyone feels certain about anything at this age or even in their 30s or 40s or 50s so it's like why am I putting this pressure on myself to feel a sense of certainty I don't need to be certain or decided on literally anything but I feel like I need to be and I do think However, if you're not certain, you should hopefully feel some sort of amount of inspiration and happiness from what you do. Like, I don't feel certain and, like, positive and, like, I don't know. I don't feel 
very hopeful about my career and I don't feel certain about it at all. But I feel like I should feel some little ounce of inspiration or happiness and I really don't feel much. And it does not, you know, need to be the only source or even a strong source of those positive feelings, but I certainly don't think it's something that should be like leaving you with, you know, no energy, no happiness, like nothing. Because at that point, it's just like, why are you even doing it if it's not really, you know, providing you anything? Um, Which obviously it's like, you know, paying bills and it's providing me an income, but not everybody can just like go to work every day for something that they don't care about. Some people can, and I envy those people, but that's not me. (laughs) Um, And another thing I wanted to touch on, which I already kind of mentioned, choosing one thing doesn't necessarily mean abandoning another thing. And it truly does depend on the career for this. You know, like you may want to be a teacher, but also own your own business and also be a chef. Like you may have like all these interests, but you have to remind yourself that you're not, you know, in a contract to do one thing for the rest of your life. And a lot of times we think we want to do things as a career and it's better as a hobby or a pastime instead. And the only way for you to figure out is to try, you know, shadow someone at their job, take online classes and what you're interested in, listen to podcasts consume content about what you're interested in, find a mentor and just do what you can to dabble in those interests to take those first steps of action. I think we all owe it to ourselves to at least give ourselves a chance with pursuing our interests, even if it's just pursuing it as a hobby and not as a job. For me, I feel like I've known in the back of my mind, you know, my whole life that I would end up teaching in some form or another. And I was telling my therapist, you know, it's in my blood, like my mom and my grandma were both teachers and I love how teaching is sort of autonomous in the sense that, you know, you have your own students in your classroom, but it's more secure than, you know, working for yourself can be since teaching, you know, has a little bit more security than just working for yourself and being self-employed with something else. And that may not be true across the board, but like for me personally, like being a content creator, a teacher probably has more job security than a content creator. I don't really know. Maybe it doesn't, but that's what I would perceive <laughs> right now. And I kind of just like how like being a teacher, teacher, you know, it's like your yes, you have like set, you know, standards you have to reach and like goals you have to meet and you know, you've got to cover certain things. Of course, I get that. I'm not saying that like everything is like willy-nilly. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as a teacher. But more so like you have control over, you know, like your classroom and like your students like you get to and I don't want to say control because that doesn't really sound right but it's more so of like it's up to you how you you know want to deliver that stuff like what lessons you want to do like how you want to teach things and I kind of like that freedom because it allows for a little bit of like creative type of freedom I guess you could say in a sense um and granted you only have a limited amount of it because there's only so many things you can do of course but still um but it's not as like strict to a t like everything has to be done this way as like accounting is, you know what I mean? And I don't really, you know, I was telling my therapist, I was like, you know, I didn't really ever think I wanted to teach like K through 12. I've always imagined myself, you know, as a professor, but I was telling her how frustrating it is because, you know, I need like a minimum of five years of experience in public accounting to be a professor. And I don't even know if I would want to even teach accounting because it's just like, I, I don't really like, I'm not a diehard accounting fan. Um, and I told her I've always, you know, loved economics and, you know, that's what I was a TA for through most of college, but 
but econ's a little different. Like I'm pretty sure you need a PhD just about anywhere to teach it. And I don't feel like I have it in me to last five years in a public accounting, even if I wasn't at the same place all five of those years and went to like a smaller firm and got you know, the five years of experience elsewhere. But I also don't think I could go back to school. Like, I just don't think I have it in me because I'm just so freaking exhausted. And, but it's like, I don't know. It's hard because I was telling her, I was like, I just don't know how I would get into that. And then I was like, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm in a very fortunate position where even just teaching at the high school level just sounds nice. And like, I think I could do it, but I think that, I'm a little bit more willing to because I'm also a content creator because I know that like that I always have that creative side of me fulfilled and like I know that I'm so fortunate and blessed to be in a position where like that provides and a living for me and that allows me so much more flexibility when it comes to choosing what I want to do because it's like I love creating content. I don't see myself ever stopping creating content. So it's like, it's a lot easier for me to make decisions when like, I always know that that's like there for me to do as well and not to do full time because y'all know, like I've said a million times, like I can't do it full time. Um, kind of like I said a second ago, like sometimes you have passions and hobbies that, you know, you may think you want to turn into a career and then the second it turns into your career, you, you end up not liking it. And that's exactly what happened to me when I tried just doing content creating for a summer I was like this I can't do this um but with that being said um I don't know I was just telling her I'm really struggling because it's just like I don't I feel like I I just can't allow myself to knowingly be like this unhappy and I don't want to say miserable but miserable (laughs) with what I'm doing now for like five more years I don't think I have it in me but then I was like I also just don't think I could go back to school like I, I don't know I was just telling her I was confused and she was like well what about teaching like you get a community college and I was like oh yeah for sure like I'd love to even do that so I was like even looking at like I don't know the requirements for a lot of stuff like that but there's still there's still just like things that I would need and I just like don't I don't have the patience or the energy <laughs> to commit to what those requirements are whether it's like two or three years of experience or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just like, I can't go back to school. I cannot last very long. I don't know. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just like being really dramatic because I'm exhausted and it's been a busy season, but that's just like how I feel right now. And it's just me being honest. And I just am very confused because I feel like a lot of people would say, five years is a small sacrifice when you think of how long your whole career is in the grand scheme of things. But five years is also a very long time to literally willingly be unhappy if you're truly unhappy. Why would you waste, and I don't want to say waste, but why would you allow yourself to like truly be unhappy for five years if you were fully aware you're unhappy just so things could, you know, so you could be better off in the future. And I think that in ways some things are worth that like you know I think that doing some things for five years in order to like reach your dream job like if you are your job is or your dream job is to be like a lawyer and you don't really want to go to school for three extra years but it's like in the grand scheme of things if you know that is what your dream job is and what you want to do the rest of your life those three years are such a small sacrifice in terms of like reaching your you know lifelong goal so like for me 
it's like, okay, five years of experience to be a professor would be worth it for me if I wasn't so, you know, unhappy now because it's like I'm not going to force myself to be unhappy for five years, even though being a professor is kind of like my dream job. Being a professor in accounting isn't my dream job. So that's why the five years isn't worth it. Otherwise, I would say it's worth it. You know what I mean? And also, I would say it's worth it if I wasn't like as unhappy as I am. And I don't, I don't know, like I'm unhappy with it, but it's also, I think I have moments where I'm fine, but like I'm never more than fine, if that makes sense. I'm never happy or excited to like, get up in the morning and have my work day and I just don't think that's a healthy way for me to live long term because I just feel like it's just going to gradually like cause me to spiral and I just don't want to get to that place and I don't think you have to be head over heels for your job and like be so excited to wake up every morning and like jumping out of bed and like Cinderella like singing with birds and no like (laughs) you don't have to be that way over your career and your job in general I think that it can be very you can just tolerate it and it be enough. But like, that's the thing. I can hardly even tolerate what I'm doing. And it's not so much, I think the the job, it's not so much the job in and of itself. I think it's just, I am a mismatch for the job, if that makes sense. And that's really hard to come to terms with because it's like, I've done all this work and here I am and wow, all for this. But at the same time, like this isn't all there is to my career. Like this isn't the end all be all. Um, So I don't know. I basically was talking with my therapist and I, you know, we were brainstorming like careers for me, like she had her little whiteboard out. And, um, you know, I told her, I was like, oh, I've like always had an interest in real estate since I was like little, like I've always like looked at houses on Zillow and like truly on stuff for like as long as I can remember and just like found it so fun to do that. And that's like something my dad and I have always done together, but the lack of security and just like the saturation in the profession really scares me. And I also say I want to own my own business one day, but I have no idea what the business would even be. And right now I'm so exhausted that even thinking of putting in the work to own and truly build a business just doesn't even sound as enticing as it once did, which makes me sad because it's something I've always said I wanted to do. But I think I've always said I wanted to do that because of the autonomous aspect of it. And also just, I think it would be really cool to create a product or a service to fill an unmet need but it's like I haven't even identified that yet so it's really hard to even think about that and think about putting in so much time and energy into that when I'm literally so far run into the ground right now that I just like don't even have the energy to think about it but um you know I've always been this like high achieving type of person in the sense that I've always pushed myself to just try and be the best and achieve a lot because it's just what I've tied my worth to for so long and it's how I've defined success. My therapist said something to me that just like really was like a slap in the face, not in a bad way, in a good way, like a it woke me up type of thing. And she was like, I really sense, you know, that you are the type that feels the need to prove yourself. And I like literally just like sunk in my seat. Like it was the... It felt like I literally got gut punched and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're right. I was like, that's my problem. It's yes, I'm a perfectionist and I struggle with that. And yes, I am, you know, I feel like I have to, I don't know. I just have to meet all these um, expectations, whether they're from myself or for others. And I just like really put my 
myself under a lot of pressure for that kind of stuff. But I said, I think the true problem is I always feel like I need to prove myself. And it's just like, why do I feel like I need to prove myself? And that's how I ended up where I am right now. Like in my job, in this field, I felt like I needed to prove myself because I don't know why. I really don't know why. And I need to get to the bottom of that. And I want to get to the bottom of that. But like, that's what I struggle with. And that's why I have a hard time, you know, thinking of switching careers and changing to something else because I just feel like I need to prove myself. And as I'm aging and getting older and actually working, I view success so much more differently than I did when I was like in my late teens, like when I was, you know, in high school and when I was in like early college. And it's less about the titles and money and material definitions now. And it's so much more about just like emotional well-being, some degree of financial comfort and flexibility, health and balance and peace. Like that's just how I think of success is like having those things instead of a certain title and whatnot. So now I've been I've been chasing this definition of success, right? My whole life. The the titles and the money material definitions one. And then now I'm sitting here after I've been chasing all of that and realizing the success I've been chasing after all this time isn't even how I define success. It's how somebody else defines success. And it's really hard to like realize that. And Success to me is more so now how fulfilled and happy I feel while, you know, earning money through my job and while taking care of my health and not having the stress over paying bills and just living a well-paced and balanced life, which feels like too much to ask for, unfortunately, (laughs) Um, because I feel like there's always, you know, some things you're going to have to sacrifice in order to, you know, get others, but I think ultimately there's a way to find it it's just gonna not be the perfect balance nothing's gonna be the perfect balance but you gotta find what checks the most boxes I guess and all of this kind of now to pivot um a lot of this kind of reminds me of this Gary V video my boyfriend actually it's so funny he sent me a Gary V video the other day and I was like laughing because he was like yeah this guy's really good you should like listen to more of his videos I was like Griffin I've been following this guy since I was like 17 <laughs> I was like, I've known about him for a very long time. And he was like, oh, well, I just thought the video was good for you to like listen to. Um, But he was talking about pressuring, pressuring yourself to be happy as much as you're pressuring yourself to be successful. And I freaking love that. Like I want that like tattooed on my like lip, like or on my forehead. I don't know. I just think that that's such a great way to view things when you're a young adult And I don't think you need to chase like perfect happiness. I just think you need to like chase like contentment in a way instead of like pressuring yourself to like be this like worldly definition of success. And because I think a lot of times we pressure ourselves to be successful and it's not because we deep down want ourselves to achieve that type of success. It's because we think that others will view us as successful if we achieve that type of success. Like I just said, you know, like the success I've been chasing all this time hasn't even been how I define success. And this just sort of, all of that sort of unintentionally happened to me and I just didn't realize it until I heard, you know, Gary Vee say that and until I heard my therapist say, I feel the need to prove myself with everything. And I've done nothing but pressure myself to be successful from the world's definition of success and I've never stopped once to ask myself, if I was happy 
or if I thought I could be happy with what I was doing. And I never once stopped and asked myself if I'm, you know, pressuring myself to be successful for my own good, for my own definition of success, or for someone else's definition of success. And part of it has been for my own definition of success because I've always said one of my like top priorities is like being able, like having financial stability to like not have to stress about paying bills and to be able to provide like a future and to provide for my future family. So me like, you know, going to college, getting a degree and like getting a good job and everything is a step in that direction. So yes, I have to an extent, you know, chase my own degree or chase my own definition of success and pursued that. But there are so many other ways to do it. And I neglected like the entire portion that is specific to me, if that makes sense. Um, so I don't know. I Like I said earlier, especially if you're in a position where you graduated college somewhat recently, it's just so hard to decipher between, you know, what's the discomfort associated with the change of starting your career and what's truly discomfort with what you're doing. Like I can't really, it's hard for me to to figure out you know like am I really uncomfortable and really unhappy because this is just all new to me and it's just like a big change or am I truly unhappy with what I'm doing and I think now that you know I've been working for like I've been consecutively working for a while and I've worked like long hours I can like confidently say that yes at first I think a lot of the feelings were because of the transition but now like as I've like learned a lot more with my job and I kind of just like see how the cycle of work is. I'm just like, I just don't think this is ultimately like what's going to be best for me in the long run. And like I said, I'm not like quitting (laughs) soon or anything like that. I'm just like saying I'm uncomfortable and I'm not the happiest right now with it. And that's okay because I'm trying to get back to myself and actually start to pay attention to and, you know, respect my own desires instead of, you know, doing things to prove myself to other people. And I feel like there isn't enough transitional support and resources just like for post-grad adults to like go through this because we're just kind of thrown into the real world and expected to keep things rolling when it's truly just so super uncomfortable and isolating time where your emotions are all over the place. And it's a constant battle of trying to figure out what emotions are from the adjustment and what emotions are truly a result of like how you're living your life. And I wish that there was like just more to help us through this because it's really difficult. And I think a lot of figuring out the discomfort with your career and like just feeling lost in your career boils down to, you know, how uncomfortable you're willing to be now so that you can be comfortable later. And so you can be comfortable sooner rather than later hopefully and whether the uncomfortable is defined as putting up with a job for a long time that you just don't really care for because it provides a promising and comfortable future or whether being uncomfortable means you know taking all the risks you can in your 20s while you're still young and able to afford to change directions and make mistakes and not have like a family to provide for all at the same time but and like hopefully that you know allowing you to find what it is that you truly love day in and day out both of those things are ways you can you know define uncomfortable for some people it's working a job they don't really care for for a long time so that their future uh 
self will or future career will be more promising and then some people think that it means just taking a ton of risks when you're young and in your 20s and just like saying yes to a lot of stuff or you know just seizing opportunities a bunch and you just kind of have to decide like which version of uncomfortable do you want because I think that the one of just you know putting up with your job is sort of like the less risky version of it obviously and then the more risky version of it is truly just trying everything your heart desires and you know trusting that things will work out and fall into place as long as you're just like putting an effort forward and um realizing you know that nothing's really a true failure until you know you stop trying so you just kind of have to decide which which uncomfortable do you want to live with when it turn when it in, when it comes to figuring out you know what you're wanting to do with your career and how you're wanting to go about working through those feelings so now I want to like talk through the tips and like what I'm kind of going to be working on over the next couple of months and just really like for the foreseeable future with feeling out all of these feelings and just figuring out all of this freaking confusion I feel um I want to give y'all like some tangible tips and like hopefully we can like work through these together over the next couple of months and I don't know I'll try to keep y'all updated on them and everything as I work through them and I wanted to say Sorry if, like, everything that preceded this point was just really all over the place. I literally have done a brain dump in this one note in my phone for, like, two weeks now. And I tried to organize it all last night, but it was late last night. I was tired because after I finished working last night, I pulled the note back up and I was trying to make sure everything was organized and it flowed well. But I still, like, went on a few tangents. So hopefully everything made sense and hopefully it was helpful. But, um let's get into the tips. So the very first thing, I think we all need to start with this and that is rediscovering and redefining your interests. You know, think back to what you loved as a kid and the things that you generally just get a feeling of excitement about doing. You you know the feeling, you know, like where you feel kind of giddy inside and like you can't wait to do something or like say you have something scheduled on your calendar to do and, you know, you think about it every single day in a good way, like because you're excited every day leading up to when it comes. Um, And then there's obviously things that you feel the opposite with where, you know, it's scheduled on your calendar and you dread it every single day up until it comes. Um, And I wanted to give you all some journal prompts to help you sort through this because if you hear that question and you just like think to yourself, I have no idea. I don't even remember what I was interested in, in, in as a kid. I totally get that. I can only name like one or two things. And other than that, it's like a blank slate. So I don't really know either. So I'm going to like try to work through like these journal prompts and like some other ones that I find that are sort of centered on self-discovery and like discovering your passion and your career and everything like that, because that's what I'm trying to do. And I didn't like come up with all these journal prompts necessarily. I've seen them over time and I've kind of just like accumulated them. But the first one, what would you do if you knew success was guaranteed? And just kind of like write about that. The second one, how do you find define success now as an adult compared to how you def- viewed success at, as a teen? What has changed and why? So for me, this is kind of like what I was talking about earlier, how my definition of success totally changed as I got older and as I like actually started working and making money. Um, and for me, like... I no longer desire to climb a corporate ladder and I don't think I ever truly desired that in the first place I just thought that it was what I should do and what I needed to do and that's another thing you know that I told my therapist I told her I said 
I feel like if they're in whatever career it is, and it's like this in the career I'm in right now, if there is a like ladder structure and there's a ladder for me to climb within that career, I will always be climbing it and like nothing will stop me because I'm going to be trying to prove myself. And like after I said that, like that's when she said like, I yeah, sense that you just feel the need to prove yourself. And that's when she said that. And what I mean by that is like, if, you know, like in, in big four, you know, like you can just work your way up the hierarchy all the way to partner. And like, I don't think that would ever be me, but I would, if I like truly like could stick it out for as long as possible, I wouldn't put it past myself to like get to that point. But it's like, I'm realizing that that's really unhealthy for me because I need to be somewhere where I like, there isn't a ladder to climb. Like I just show up, I do my job every day and I can go home and it's like, yes, I can still be like, I can still put in a lot of effort and be like the best, try to be like the best of whatever it is I'm doing. Like, of course that can be in any career, whether there's like a ladder to climb or not. But what I mean is like, I just need something that isn't going to have that ladder because I will always be climbing it at the expense of myself. And I just don't have the energy to do that anymore. And I feel like being a teacher is something that's just a lot more like steady and like it's there's no ladder to climb necessarily and I don't know that's just very enticing to me after feeling like I needed to climb one for so long and everything and like thinking that that's the way things needed to be because I almost need to force myself into something that there isn't really a clear-cut defined way for me to prove myself if that makes sense um so I need something that just doesn't really have that like ladder type of structure, I guess you could say. I don't know. But anyways, what I was saying with that is, you know, th- I defined success when I was younger as like climbing a corporate ladder and, you know, having this title, like being the CEO of a big company or starting my own business, whatever it is. And, you know, think of just like how you used to view success, how you view it now, like what type of career environment is better for you now compared to like what you thought used to be now that you've like experienced work maybe and I don't know I think that that's like a good prompt because it can help you like revisit your priorities and that's always really important to do especially as you get older and the next one is what makes you feel the most motivated and I like this one because there are things in life that I will like always be motivated for and there are things that I just like never have motivation for and I think that things that you feel more motivated towards you can sort of see what things sort of connect to that and that can maybe help you figure out what you can do in a career or it'll help you figure out like what types of processes make you feel motivated like you may feel really motivated to do like a list of chores all the time and that may be because it's like a methodical process so maybe like you should look into jobs that have like a very methodical like workflow and process Or maybe you feel really motivated to work out all the time. I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully you get what I'm saying with like the process part of that. But the next one is what hobbies and interests did you have as a kid that you abandoned with age? And why did you stop engaging in those hobbies? And I just think that this one kind of relates to the first one or the second one. Um, Oh, wait, no, I didn't say that as a prompt already. This relates to the overall point of rediscovering and... Um, redefining your interests and I think that getting back to what you loved as a kid even if you can only think of one or two things 
something that you just like love doing and it could be something as small as like playing with Legos if that was like something you really loved to do or maybe you like loved playing a certain computer game or something you can usually see like how those interests have morphed into like other activities and hobbies that you do now as an adult and say wow like this hobby I do now is really reflective of like that computer game I used to play or maybe you don't do that hobby at all now and you're like wow I really like playing this one computer game when I was younger what could I do like today that sort of like mirrors that that, like gets me really excited and I think it's also important to define you know like why you stopped engaging in those hobbies because it helps us see like, oh, maybe we just, you know, like lost touch with them because we got too busy. But sometimes you stop engaging in things because you just feel like it's not what you're supposed to do. Or somebody told you, you know, maybe, maybe somebody like made fun of you for it when you were younger or something, unfortunately, like that would be horrible. And, um, I hope that that's not the case, but like, maybe you've just, you know, really shut yourself off from something you enjoy doing a lot because somebody wants shut you down for it. And, you should pick it back up or try picking it back up if you think it would bring you happiness. And then the next and last prompt, prompt, um, think of where your interests and talents intersect and how could that be made into a career for you? So just think of like, I'm not, when I say talents, I'm not meaning something that you're like the best at or something that you're just like a superstar phenomenal at. Just something you're like, you can do well, like, you know, you can do it pretty well. And you could even just be average at it. Like you don't have to be the best and think of what you're interested in. And then like, I think the best way to do this is kind of like write it out like a little like chart and think, okay, like this side I is the things that I'm like good at. This side's like what I'm interested in or even like a Venn diagram. I don't know, do whatever you want with it. But that really helps you figure out, you know, okay, what interests do I have? How do they relate to the talents I have and how could the intersect of those two be made into a career because like that truly is like the optimal career that as like a blanket statement your optimal career is like what you're somewhat talented at and what you're interested in and it may not be the case for everybody across the board but like if you can find something that sort of puts the two together that would ideally be the thing for you um and I also wanted to say before moving on to the next tip try to reframe your mindset So like instead of being harsh on yourself about feeling confused or having just like just being harsh on yourself because you feel like you have a lot of interests and you're just very undecided and telling yourself that you should know what you want to do, think of it instead as potential to explore so many different opportunities because I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're like, wow, like something's wrong with me. I have all these interests. I don't really know what I want to do. I'm very undecided. Think of it instead as, wow, I have so many interests. I have so much potential, so many potential opportunities to explore. Because if you like knew for sure one thing you wanted to do, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, you wouldn't ever try anything else if you knew that was what you wanted to do. So you're like very like closed-minded in the sense that like you're just always going to do the same thing because you know that's what you want to do so think of it as like a blessing that like you have so many interests and that there is potential opportunity for you to explore so many things and that makes me feel a little bit better because I tend to like get in this negative space of thinking where it's like I feel uncertain in my career I feel unhappy in my career but I also have so many interests what's wrong with me because I'm not decided and I feel lost and confused so then I'm really hard on myself but when I think of it as wow like I have so much I could do 
it makes me feel a little bit better and more excited instead of just like feeling down on myself about it, if that makes sense. So I guess, you know, celebrate that uncertainty and try and use it as potential opportunity to your advantage rather than letting it paralyze you and like condemning it. The next tip is to get your feet wet and your interests. So like I said earlier, shadow people, find a mentor, read books, listen to podcasts, consume content related to what you're interested in, sign up for an online like masterclass or Skillshare or something like that. Um, and just consume content from the people in the field that you're aspiring to be in or try out. Like that's literally the best way to get started because I think that it just sort of like allows you to get your feet wet without committing to anything. And it's not like you're having to like literally quit your job and forego making money to do those things. Like you can do those things in your free time instead of, you know, watching a movie or TV show on the weekend or something. And the next thing is to find a support group, even if it's just one person to help you organize your thoughts when you're feeling lost or confused or whatever it is about your career. I just think this is really important because I think that when we just stay in our head about these feelings, we can get very irrational and that's just because we're keeping things in our head and we're not having like that outside listening ear. And I definitely recommend somebody who has like a good listening ear to be your support person because you don't necessarily want somebody that's going to like somebody else may be a lot less risky than you are. So when you come to them and you say like, hey, I think I'm going to, you know, gosh, I don't know, get my real estate license and transition into being a realtor, they may see that as a big red flag because there's somebody that doesn't like to take risks and they'll be like well what about your current job and like everything you worked for and then that's going to shoot your idea down and you're not going to feel confident in making that decision and that's just going to put you right back in the position of feeling so paralyzed and uncertain and not being able to act and make decisions because somebody else displaced how or they 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 feel a certain way about something and they displace that onto you and then you're going to feel that way because you didn't get that confirmation from them so truly find somebody that's like a good listening ear instead of somebody that like you're going to end up internalizing what they say to you (laughs) um and i'm not saying like it has to be like a therapist or anything like that like it probably would be good and helpful if it is but i totally understand that's not um easy to find, easy to do at all. So if you just have somebody that you know is a good listening ear, then definitely like try to find somebody that you can like voice these feelings and like voice your curiosities too. Because I promise you, especially friend-wise, there are probably people who feel the exact same way you do. And I also want to say, maybe you feel like you don't have anyone in your life that is truly a good listening ear. Just tell someone before you talk to them, hey, like I want to talk to you about something but can you just listen to me? Like, and like, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily want to hear your input. And like, there's a nice way to say it. You don't have to say it exactly like that, but, um, just be like, I just want to like voice this and I just want you to be a listening ear. Like, and you don't want their opinion on anything. Um, and then maybe at the end, you know, they can, they can ask you, you know, do you want my opinion on this or do you just want me to listen? And I think that that could be really helpful for finding somebody. Next is to decide if you are the type of person that needs to truly enjoy and even be head over heels for the most part with your career, or if you're someone who is fine with tolerating your job as a means to support your lifestyle. This will help you determine what jobs will and won't be a good fit for you based on how you view your work life. Like I said earlier, there are some people who can just tolerate their job and that's enough. Like they can just show up and leave and like, They may not care for it much at all. 
but they don't hate it and they can just go in day in and day out and understand that it's allowing them to live their life outside of their job and be totally fine with that. I think I could be fine with that, but that's, I I like would truly have to be at a true neutral state, but I'm like at a less than neutral state right now. So that's why it like doesn't work for me. Um, so you have to decide, am I somebody that like needs to feel like I like truly love what I'm doing and feel passionate about what I'm doing? Or are you okay with, and I want to say both of these ways of thinking, I think are totally valid and fine because I think that it truly just depends on the type of person you are. Like I'm a very emotional person and I like really don't like things that don't really have a lot of meaning and value behind them, especially when you can't see it. So that's why I think I'm struggling so hard in my job right now. Like my personality type on Myers-Briggs is literally INFJ. And I know that like, I don't like live and breathe by my personality types at all. But it literally does say like to avoid careers like the one I'm in. So I'm like, because we are such emotional and like empathetic and just very feeling based people. So that doesn't really translate to accounting very well, you know? Um, But what I'm saying is once you can define, you know, and really pinpoint which person you are out of those two, I think it really helps you add things to your list or cross things off your list for your potential careers because you're able to see like, oh, am I somebody that could, you know, just, I could do this job. I wouldn't be obsessed with it, but that's okay because it would give me the means to live the life I want to live outside of work. Or you can say, wow, like that job, if you're somebody that needs to love their job, like I know I would be head over heels for this. And that's, I, I, in order for me to like get up in the morning and like actually just feel good in the morning and start my day. Like I have to really enjoy what I'm doing. And that's kind of how I am. Like I need to feel value in what I'm doing and just feel good about it. Um, and that's just how I am. And then next is if you find yourself in a place of total cluelessness and not having an idea of what you want to do, define everything that you know you don't like. And then you need to experiment (laughs) and that's just really important because you'll never figure it out otherwise. So basically this point can be summarized by saying define what you know you don't like and I think that that helps just because it can help you steer away from anything related to that or anything that is that and sometimes when we feel really lost and confused I think that we're trying so hard to pinpoint what we do like but it's just as effective sometimes to pinpoint what we don't like and that'll help you feel a little less lost and confused if you can really put your finger on things that you know aren't meant for you and the next thing is to remind yourself that the way we naturally think often puts us in a position of thinking we have to do one thing or the other when that oftentimes is not the case so we definitely put a lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves when we think we have to do one career or the other and that there's no way to have aspects of both because it induces a lot of fear since it creates the pressure to choose something and reject another thing when it truly doesn't have to be that way you know like you don't have to like say you want to be a teacher and you also really love cooking and think you could be a chef I don't know why I keep going back to these examples but they're just the first things that come to my head um you could be a chef and you could maybe teach cooking classes or you could be a teacher and just cook 
fun new recipes and make your own recipes for your family and then maybe eventually create a cookbook. Like there are ways to do things without having like to straight up reject one thing and like 100% choose another. And I think our brains a lot of times think like that. Like we're very like this or that, not like aspects of this and aspects of that, which makes things really hard for us when we're trying to like decide and choose careers and make decisions because we think it has to be so cut and dry like oh my gosh it's either one or the other and it definitely is that way for some things like with accounting you can't really like do much else because of busy season like the hours are so demanding or whatever but like you can find a way to make it work like I've found a way to make still being a content creator work I've scaled back on it a lot but like I'm still making it work you know what I mean so there's a way to do both things so it's just important to remind yourself you know it doesn't always have to be one thing or the other. You don't let yourself be paralyzed with like indecision because you can't, you th- or because you think you have to choose one thing or the other. Because that's oftentimes not the case. We just tell ourselves it is. And the next thing is to take a career aptitude test. I actually haven't taken one of these, but I really want to. I just don't know of any good ones to take. But for starters, if you haven't taken the Myers Briggs personality test, definitely take that because it goes so deep into your personality in terms of how you work in teams, which is good to know for your career, what type of leader you are, if you're like a leader, or like what type of person you are in a work environment, which is helpful, obviously, for your career. And then like what careers are like good and what careers like typically aren't good for your personality type. And like I said, you don't have to like live and breathe by it. But it's like a good guide if you're just somebody who straight up just feels extremely lost and confused. And I think that so many of us feel so lost and confused in our 20s because we've been chasing other people's definitions of success or we've been, you know, going after goals that were put in our lives by other people and weren't even put in place by ourselves. And if that type of person is you, you likely feel very lost and confused because you haven't done anything for yourself. And I think that doing something like a personality test will just help you learn more about yourself and just help you pinpoint and figure out some possibilities. Like I'm not saying that what your personality type is and what job says is good for you based or what your personality type specific jobs are that are good for you are I'm not saying you have to do those jobs I'm just saying it's a great way to like see possibilities for when you do feel really lost and then the next thing is to define your ideal lifestyle and see how your potential careers support or don't support it and I just think that this is a good way to keep your future self in mind but also I don't think you need to like live and breathe by this either because I think it can cause you to like not take as many risks and be a lot more cautious with stuff but um I think you know if you're somebody who like truly like loves living like a luxe and lavish like lifestyle then like ideally speaking you should probably be in a career that's like going to help hopefully provide for that if that is what makes you happy and if you're somebody that just like really just love simple living like you're you're just really content with like I don't know like just with going to work doing your job and like maybe you don't like to travel much so you don't need like a lot of like travel funds if that's like something you're really into maybe you don't plan on having kids so like you don't really have to consider you know saving for a huge home that's gonna house a bunch of kids or their college then you can you're going to be making your decisions a lot differently. So like you see what I mean, it's just important to like think about those things because that really helps you define your lifestyle and like once you define your lifestyle, you can decide like okay, my job either supports this or doesn't support it and 
you can also think, you know, you can say like, wow, I don't think my job really supports my lifestyle that much right now. Am I willing to compromise anything in my lifestyle for this job or do I need to like find something that's going to support it? Um, Because then that helps you realize, you know, what you value most if you're not willing to compromise on something. You know what I mean? So I don't know. This is something I need to be better at because I have a hard time defining my ideal lifestyle because I just, I have like 12 ideal lifestyles, you know? So I have, I have the city girl lifestyle, <laughs> I have the beach girl lifestyle, and I have like literally being unknown and living in the middle of nowhere lifestyle. And I'm like, okay, which one of these is truly me and which one do I like? I just think I'm like enticed with the different aspects of a bunch of different lifestyles and there's no way for me to have all of those aspects in one lifestyle. So I just need to find the one that sits fits and suits me best you know what I mean especially for different phases of life because I think like your lifestyle looks completely different at like through each decade of your life so it's going to change with time so it's important to revisit this with time too and then last but not least reflect on where you are right now and try to be present and real as possible I think I tend to have worse feelings about my job when I stop being present and when I have like obviously obviously I feel worse when I have very irrational thoughts about my job and when I stop being present um it just makes things harder for me so I like to try and be as rational as I can in my way of thinking and try not to act too impulsively when it comes to my career just because in those moments where I just feel like I can't take another moment of it I'm literally like I I literally feel like I have to quit right now but it's like in reality, I don't feel that way. I'm just very uncomfortable because I'm doing something new or maybe the team I'm working with is frustrating me and I have to remind myself that like the moment will be over and it will I've gotten through it before and I'm going to get through it again. And um I think that, you know, reminding yourself that of those things and like sort of just bring yourself back to the present moment as a way to like sort of get out of those irrational thoughts and like thinking I must quit my job right now or like I'm just feeling very uneasy overall um and just reminding yourself that like you know as long as you don't just like allow yourself to like keep putting up with the same thing over and over again and you just like gradually start to take action and finding what you want like things will get better um and I just think being present can help a lot because sometimes I get too future focused and then I get get like really scared because I like I'll think of myself doing this for like five more years, 10 more years, 15 more years. And I just get really anxious and it just makes me feel like I have, I have to like end it now. And I have like all of these really just, I just get really dramatic um, in my head about things. And it's because I'm like acting like I'm bound to this and I will be doing this for the rest of my life, but that's not the case. So like if I just think of it as day by day, I tend to do a lot better than when I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I'm doing this in 15 years? And then I just like go down this long rabbit hole of just panicking and freaking out because I know it's not going to be sustainable for me in the long term. So it's just important for me to think of things on a day-by-day basis and moment-by-moment instead of thinking of it that way long-term. But I hope this episode was helpful for you all. I feel like it was very chaotic and all over the place, but hopefully it wasn't. Um, I just kind of wanted to share my realizations and the awareness and like what I've come to terms with and what I've realized because I think that a lot of people probably struggle with the same thing as I do and the confusion and stuff like that and I just wanted to hopefully provide some helpful tips to help you sort through that confusion because like I said I just feel like there's not a lot of transitional support into becoming a real adult coming out of college Um, so hopefully this is a 
small little means of transitional support for you if you're going through the same thing. And if you're going through the same thing, I encourage you to try out one of these tips, take some sort of action, even if that action is doing one of these tips or trying one of these tips. Um, And maybe that action just starts out as becoming aware that you're feeling the way you do. And that's just as important. So I hope this episode was helpful for you all. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening this week. And um, I will talk to you all next week when I will be 24 years old instead of 23, which is wild. Um, And it'll be a fun episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram and join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And I will talk to you all next week.